This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. This is Patrick Gracie for The Canopy Group. Your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework, or they're supposed to do their homework. Why don't you do your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve options. Let's face it, your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not one, 16. Don't tell your kids, but you can outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Always fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Patrick Royce, what is going on on this Monday? Well, that was an interesting football weekend. I think we have uh, two teams with potential here, but <laughs> you don't need me to tell you that. When you look at the Gopher schedule, uh, they can't lose for a month, can they? I mean, it's amazing. Oh, well, we, we, they get the Iowa in a month, right? Yes. But before 13th. that, Maryland and Illinois here. And Northwestern. Northwestern, which is completely punchless. Uh-huh. Uh, so they'll, they'll, they should go into that Iowa game basically tied with Iowa after Iowa's, uh, uh, fiasco of, uh, losing. I think Iowa and Wisconsin play this week too, don't they? They, they play pretty quick. That's very I think possible. They play before the Gophers. Uh, so you got that going for you. And the Vikings, you know, my reaction to that, I said this on Twitter, the NFL is amazing because even when you outplay a team by 17 points, which they did, they kicked their ass, mm-hmm. right? You can still end up in overtime if you if something goofy happens, you know. If you get a punt blocked and then you let somebody come, some stiff, as as the great Sid Hartman would say, some stiff complete a 50-yard pass yep. out of nowhere, uh, you know, you can, you can end up in overtime. And if you don't win the coin toss, you might get beat. Yeah. You know, you might get beat. I mean, when they won the coin toss, I had no doubt in my mind they were going to go down and score a touchdown. Okay. Because this whole one thing they did very well, I thought, was they let Cousins get out of the pocket, you know. So they the, the Carolina pass rush couldn't find them, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, Carolina never blitzes, do they? Did they blitz at all? Not a lot, no. Not much, and they did what everybody like yeah. did. What everybody did at the end of the game, they let them complete two 
20-yard passes and or make two 20-yard plays and get down there and kick a field goal that should have been in. But anyway, they win. Vikings, uh, they win. Gophers win. But my concern today is baseball. Okay. And this is not specifically dealing with what happened last night, although those of us who watched Eddie Rosario for all those years were just thrilled by everything that took place, particularly the tag up from first base. You are two runs down in the eighth inning, and you get a a little single to start the inning. They hit a routine fly ball to left, and you tag up and get the second. Uh, and it, it's like, this is, I mean, if he gets thrown out, everybody in the, I, I heard, uh, who's on the, who's on the post game MLB? I know this guy, but I can't place him. The black guy on the, and I think it's the MLB network okay. post game. And he's kind of new. And he's very, not Granderson. It's not Granderson. Okay. I, uh, he's very glib. Maybe he's TBS, but the guy's great. Jimmy Rollins on TBS? No, not Jimmy Rollins. Not Jimmy Rollins. I, I don't know. Pedro I think it, no, it's a guy. It's Granderson. okay. It wasn't that. It's a guy. It's a guy on MLB after the game. Cliff Floyd? Who? Cliff Floyd? No, I, I think he's, he, not he's done some work. Cliff Floyd's on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he's but not. I'm trying to think he's, of Floyd. He's too, he's younger. This guy's okay. quit okay. playing like a year or two. Oh, all right. I don't, okay. I don't know who the hell he is. But he's really good because he's he's true. He's real. He says he wouldn't have been able to go back to the dugout if he'd been out. <laughs> you know, really. I mean, he said that he said this is not a play that hardly anybody makes. Right. So I was thinking about it at eleven thirty last night. I texted Paul Molitor, the greatest <laughs> base runner the Twins have ever had, even though he was thirty eight when he got here. Right. Well, the greatest in baseball. Yes. And I said, you know, kind of. Comically, what 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 was your opinion of the tag of Eddie on the tag up? <laughs> and uh, five minutes later, I got a kind of a long response, you know. And part of it was, uh, you know, he said, "That's eh, not like we haven't seen it before." It was his <laughs> first one, but then he pointed out, he said, "Okay, it's a play though that everything was in front of him because of where the angle of the guy caught it." And you could tell, you could break off and go 40 feet and tell whether the throw was going to be online or offline. So there was an opportunity to retreat, he thought. Mm-hmm. He said there was a, you know, it was risky, but there was an opportunity re- to retreat if, indeed, Eddie had any intention of reading the throw <laughs> yep. or if he was just going hell-bent for other. Right. But two great quotes from him were, he says, <laughs> he said, uh, the uh, the risk and reward, Eddie's risk and reward computation is different than most everybody else. <laughs> you know, in other words, Eddie thinks, I can get there. You're right. Not what the consequences right. are if he doesn't get there. <laughs> and he said he's a no-blink player, and it all came out up, and it all came up rosy. He said, you know. Yeah, but you know, a lot of all around America, the baseball purists were probably surprised to see that play. But 
those of us in Minnesota See, Eddie. said, Eddie, That's there, Eddie. there he goes. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, Eddie, what the hell are you? Yay, Eddie. <laughs> it works. Yay, Eddie, it worked. But great game, fun. Okay, when it's over, three hours and 56 minutes. I looked yep. it up after the game last three night. Three hours and 56 minutes. And you and I have said it. The greatest problem in baseball is length of game. And in the postseason, you're adding a, a minute per half inning. So you're adding 17 minutes, right, ads-wise. And then they more BS, probably. But so what is baseball going to do about this? And I found the answer this week, talking to Falvey and a couple other people, nothing. There's nothing that can be done. And here's why. I was I watched the Giants as many innings the last two months of the season as I watched the Twins. I was fascinated by how they were doing this. But so now you go now I start looking. I want to do a thing for Sunday on, you know, what are the the when I saw Falvey that day at Target Field, were you there? Were you there when he had no, that little no. half-hour session? Yep. Last home game. Yep. And when he was leaving, I just sidled over to him and said, you know, there's hope for next year because the San Francisco Giants proved there's always hope because it was a miracle. And he said it was a miracle. And, and he, you know, the, the, the extraordinary success they had getting out of getting out of players – you know, Darren Ruff, Lamont Wade yeah. Jr., uh, Mike Yastrzemski, who's buried in double A. Now, he's he hadn't had a hit in about the last month. And Lamont really cooled off, too. But uh, Wilbur Flores and Solano. And then, then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Buster, who didn't, you know, didn't even play last year. And, uh, and, Crawford came back. Crawford, and had a great Craw- year. Crawford was their star yeah. at 34. And, yep. and so he I, dropped off. Yep. So I talked to Falvey again Friday. And he said, Brandon Crawford, they 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 completely changed his bat path at age 34. He can play he changed how he swings the bat. They changed him. He says, Lamont Wade, he admits, looked like a different human being standing straight up, waiting for a pitch to hit, but so now I look into this more, right? The whole thing with the Giants, that first of all, 2019, they brought in this guy who, who was recently, as 10 years ago, was a high school coach as their hitting coach. And they brought in three assistant hitting coaches who are all into the science and technology of hitting and how you're changing. So I had a long, I had a talk with Falvey this spring quite a while about how pitching has always been easier to teach. Well, pitching is easier to teach because it's easier to pitch than it is to hit a baseball. Right. Right. But I talked about analytically way ahead of hitting because, you know, the, okay, pitching, you can, change your mechanic and get him to, you can get him to emphasize, okay, you're throwing 30% sliders and 
10% change-ups and 60% fastballs. And your slider, they're hitting 180 off. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, they got a guy with a change, a little change of sliders. Maybe they get him two different sliders, and he's throwing 60% sliders. These guys, you know, so they've, they've done that, but they've changed the mechanics. You know, they got the machine that studies body structure to get the maximum. And I, I didn't get into this with them, but I've, I've read about it a little bit, how there's like 100% efficiency with the, the scientists, the computer guys, the the research and development department, which is, I mean, they got guys who could be working for Ford Motor Company designing automobiles, but they're designing baseball players, you know, right? I right. mean, they're, they're trying to redesign baseball players. And, and it's always worked better for pitching. They've added velocity. They've changed pitch selection. They've, they've made your slider go like this Logan Webb. Mm-hmm. They, he used to pitch north and south. Now he pitches east and west, you know, with his breaking. I mean, they, they just, okay, don't, don't throw this overhand curve, throw this slider, you know? Right. But hitting has always been way behind. But now, hitting is they're they're all into the hitting and the changing bat pass and getting the maximum and and supposedly the Giants take this we're taking this raw hitter Lamont Wade say and they were able to get like ninety one percent of full efficiency out of what they saw. Wow. In his body. Right. And, you know, they saw his talents as a player. And, you know, I mean, it's so it's 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 getting crazy. But the Giants theory, which is not the same as Houston's, by the way, because so there's two different ways to skin the old cat. But the Giants theory is. Swing to do damage. Swing to do damage. The double and the gap at that ballpark, the home run, the ball. Swing to do damage. And I saw a quote from a guy named Mauricio Dubon, who is a backup infielder, outfielder, who only spent half the season there and didn't do much. But And he didn't hit for a lot of power. But his quote was, in spring training, basically, I don't swing unless I can hit it out, unless it's a pitch I can hit out. Wow. So, so And then there was a lot of other stuff about you know, they led the league and I think they led the National League in home runs and were second only to use Tampa or somebody with this collection of, in a big ballpark. Right. In this collection. So what I'm telling you is in modern baseball, oh, by the way, the Twins who have, the Twins have computer printouts and everybody else team does and long study sessions on every hitter, every hitter. If you got 13 players on the roster and and usually it takes place before a series, but it's also refreshed. But this guy does not hit sliders low and away. Well, no kid, nobody else says it, but, but he also is vulnerable up here. So every pitch is thrown either change up fastball, slider, or whatever they are. Every pitch is thrown to 
a specific area with a specific break on it. I mean, every pitch is analyzed. That's why these right nobody nobody's Fergie Jenkins throwing the 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 little diver over the knees and getting the game over in hour and fifty eight minutes. You know, just taking the ground balls where you can get them. So you got you got pitchers more than willing to go to three and two count on everybody trying to at two two, you know, they used to say this is the this is the this is the decision making pitch, right? They don't they're still trying to make the perfect pitch at two and two. They're still they're not they don't it's not a get it over pitch. There's no get it over pitches. And uh, and then you got hitters now who aren't going to swing. I mean, when they get two strikes, obviously they have to. But on a, even on a three-one count, if it's not a, if it's going to be a strike, but it's not a pitch that you can drive, right. they're going to take it. Then you're going to be three and two. And then, of course, the other thing the the I I didn't talk to anybody about this, but the art of foul balls too, the art of wasting pitches and waiting for that. You know, you, there's pitches that, like, the pitch a little bit away. They used to try to hit that to left field, let's say if you're a left-hand hitter. Now they waste it, waiting for the... So what I'm trying to tell you is, we got no hope for... So basically... We got no hope for old... But every pitch thrown in a baseball game yeah. and every swing taken in a baseball game yep. is is calculated... Uh, you know, they used to talk about guess hitters. Now it's educated guess hitters. You know, right. you're guessing you're guessing because of this guy's pattern and some computer before the game that if he's three and two against a right handed hitter, he's gonna throw a slider fifty eight percent of the time or sixty two percent of the time. Are you you that's how but then they got they the twins got four of these guys hanging out in the clubhouse. You so know, there's four basically guys it's hit. become the scientific experiment of, of pitching versus the scientific experiment yeah. of hitting. Hitting and the hitters were being overwhelmed right. with the technology of pitchers were improving at a much faster rate than hitters, right? So the other thing is, oh, there's gonna we had we had a higher percentage of stolen bases than any time in history this year. Any time in history, seventy two percent. Well, A, nobody steals bases. And B, the catchers, they would rather have the catcher steal a strike than throw a guy out. Yes. Because it's, so they got him down there with their crotch open. Yep. On one leg. It's ridiculous. Letting the ball wild. Stealing two strikes or three strikes a game is deemed to be more important yes. than giving up stolen bases or not blocking the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think one advantage of the electronic strike zone would be that, gone. that part of the game. You know, the catcher would yes. be, the catcher would be catching again. Yes. Right. Would be a catcher. But I mean, it's, I was looking up all this stuff and then talking just to Falvey for 20 minutes is all. And then, but looking up night guys who know what the hell they're talking about, you know, then I talked to Parker Eggerman for a few minutes too, cause he's, He's my go-to. What the hell's going on here, guy? And uh, he's more of a pitching guy than a hitting guy. But but what I'm trying to say is, 
this is what they're going to be selling us forever. There's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do to slow the analytic train. I think some people thought maybe the analytic train. I mean, you can you can, you found out about the analytic train. Mike Schlitt got fired because he wasn't fully on board with the all of his coaches are staying. He didn't get along with some of his coaches who believed more in analytics than he does. He thought there was a personal element to it. Mm-hmm. Some decisions could be made by the seat of your pants rather than oh no, not anymore. rather than the no. numbers. No. That's why he got fired. That's I mean that this, he didn't get along. They also hired a hitting coach in eighteen, I believe, a guy named Jeff Albert, who's one of these. He comes out on one of those academies or something, and this guy they didn't get along, and he didn't you know. So so you win seventeen in a row and you get fired. So the Twins are going to bring in what a college of coaches for hitting. My guess would be Rudy stays because Rudy has a great relationship with several hitters. Yeah, you know, and he's bilingual and he can talk to the you know Snow loves him and some of you know some of the guys. And I mean, it's not just the Latin guys either. I mean, they they Rudy's good and Rudy can talk old time hitting with him. But they're going to get. I mean, they basically told us. You know, somebody somebody asked, is it important to have a former big leaguer? They could surprise me, but I think it's important to them not to have a yep. former big leaguer. I, I think it's important to them is have a guy that's been at one of these hitting, laboratory, hitting laboratories. Wes Johnson, I mean, he came out of college, but a, mm-hmm. a hitting guru like they have in, in, in fact, I would bet the Giants are going to get raided with a couple of their assistants, you sure. know, the technician. They're, they don't call them scientists, but they're, they're hitting technicians. Look at lab coats. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's unbelievable. Dreaming up the perfect It's unbelievable. Hitter. I found out that I didn't realize this. The Twins have a hitting lounge. They had it when Rousen was here a couple of years ago, who did a good job and was really good at explaining. But before... Every series, they're in there for an hour and a half with chalkboards, blackboards, video boards, and you're going through every pitcher on the other team. This is what his slider does. This is when he throws it. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, as I said to Falvey, so you're telling me Gaetti and Herbeck Sitting in the back room, drinking wild turkey and saying, see the ball, hit the ball. And smoking. Is not the future of baseball. See the ball, hit the ball is not the future of baseball. I don't understand how going that far is good for the sport. No, it's not. It's not. But you can't slow it down. Everybody, I mean, they 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 just fired. They just fired Schlitt. The, The Mets are. The Mets are, can't find anybody to take the general manager's job because they, you know, they don't know who's going to. They want to have a compliant manager before they can, you know, the the right. anal, the general manager who's all in on this stuff. That's why Molitor got fired. There's no comparison between Baldelli and Molitor as far as baseball knowledge. Molitor is like one of the genius He's players savant. in the history of yeah. the game. Yes, and I'm not saying this because I like him, because I like Rocky, Rocco too, 
and I certainly miss Molly's quotes, but Molitor thought probably like Schlitt, although there's, I don't think he can make that comparison because their backgrounds are so different, but that there was a human element. The human element is, it was endangered five years ago. I think it's gone. I think it's gone. Those guys upstairs that uh, are not, you know, that are assigned to be hang around in the clubhouse. We haven't been in the clubhouse to see these two years, you know, for two years to right. see these guys walking around. Right, and they. Love but it. I told you, and you were you've been in spring training. I told you in spring training, if you get if you get in the elevator with one of those guys with the iPads who you don't know and say hello, they won't even say hello back because they're afraid you're going to attempt to start a conversation and ask them what they do. <laughs> you know, they don't want you to know what they do. I have no idea who these guys are. Right. Well, and, and I know that the year of the pandemic that they actually stuck them in a suite and that there was just a suite full of these people who are like baseball cyborgs, you know, yes. trying to break things down. But they so. call it research and development. Yeah. It's like, it's that's that's what we had when we were inventing intercontinental ballistic missiles, mm-hmm. you know, research and development. And that that's what they call it. And, you know, they fired Edgar Varela because he came out of the organization. Falvey's quote was, there's been more improvement there's been more information yeah. on hitting through these studies. They got they got the force plates and they got the same stuff for hitters. There's been more information in the last twelve months than there was like in the decade beforehand while pitching was getting so much better. So we're now gonna see teams sign hitters off the scrap heap like we have for pitchers for the past yeah, three to five probably, years based yeah. on on like but, Lamont Wade has more to give. Yes, you don't yeah, know how it, to find that's, it, that's but it. I can find it. Yes, more to give is right. Oh, they, but how God. they decide, he has now. Uh, in his defense, now maybe soccer for me, Pat. See ya. He one reason I heard the Twins decided to yeah trade him was he was he was going to his hitting coach at the University of Maryland and spend the winter with him and change. He wanted to change. He wanted to become more of a power hitter. And I don't think they thought it was there, you know, uh, before he became late night Lamont, but they didn't, you know, it's not like they screwed up. I mean, who, who anticipated this was possible. Yeah. But that's the whole thing about these studies, right? These people are supposed to anticipate it before the other guy anticipates. Well, yes, except, they probably the Giants were a little ahead of everybody on the genius meter, you know. Well, you're right about one thing. They won that team, that collection won more games than any team in the history of the New York San Francisco Giants. And it is not possible when you they're over and under in Vegas was seventy four and a half. Mm-hmm. They went down to a fifth game of the NLCS with a Dodger team that played fully to expectations and was in Vegas projected to win 28 more games than they were. So it's now my prediction for the Giants of next year, 76 and 86. They're back to it's, it's, you know, that the, the 
because it appeared to me that the the adjustment was coming around on Yastrzemski. I mean, he yeah. was terrible down the stretch. Lamont and then Lamont had a couple of hits. Yeah. But and he could have been the hero. So is Gabe Kapler good or or is, is this all thrust upon Gabe, Gabe Kapler is all in and he's the other thing is most boring quotes in a yeah he, he, tie, he ties Rocco Rocco, right. for most boring quotes. <laughs> but, he learned his lesson in Philadelphia. He probably said some some he probably offered some real opinions and that got him in trouble. Now you just say the most bland things you can say. And when the analytics people come to you and say, we think this should be your lineup tonight because right. you say, you know, that looks pretty damn good to me. So do these guys manage? Because uh, we don't know. No. I mean, but I mean, does Rocco, how much can Rocco we look at, be blamed? Yeah, but Either not, way, good or bad. And I, here's what I don't know. Okay. Uh, the guy on, are we going to send the runner? I don't know if that's a big analytical discussion or not. That's probably, there's got to be some, okay. that's kind of fairly spontaneous, right? I mean, you yeah. have to, you have to, but, but beyond that, yes. and I mean, the, Dave Roberts admitted uh, he started Knable in game five because the analytics guys in the upstairs told him, he said, Said that decision came from the tippy top of the organization. That happened last year too, right? Yeah, I think they were playing, or two years ago, they they were playing the Brewers, and he did the same thing, and it came from above him. Tippy top, he said. Yes. The tippy top it, of the organization. It's the and same you thing. Get a, you get a crusty old baseball man like Dave Roberts, and he could say, "Okay, these guys, I'm going to end up like Mike Schilt if I fight this, mm-hmm. or I can manage a team." With a two hundred and fifty million dollar payroll, that even could lose two of its ace pitchers and is still better than everybody else. So, uh, so I think I'll keep my job and listen to these guys. I don't know who's it. It's you know, it's like riding out a in a in a smaller way. It's like riding out a boss you can't you know you you disagree with. You just keep your mouth shut. And... So what happens? What happens if you go hire? Molly, TK, just put together an old st- old school staff with a good roster. What happens? Larusa. But I'm saying, could, could you defeat the the only uh, way to win this battle partially <laughs> is to defeat it and show it can be defeated. Yeah, that's true. And I w- I will say this now, season's over. When I went out and had a long talk with TK, and the day that Larusa was calling him when I was leaving, he said. The guys I talk to in baseball who come from my generation say we should be rooting for Larusa. We should be rooting for him because he still believes in starting pitchers. Yep. He still believes in, you know, sending runner. He still believes, you know, he's not anti analytics, but he was anti all analytics. And he said, DK said we should be rooting for Larusa because it would be a triumph for. Not old style baseball, but it would be a triumph for at least a, a a mix of it. And by the way, the idea that the Twins are going to play a little more—the idea we're going to get away from everybody trying to hit home runs. I mean, Bally Bay again. I could use all this, but he said, 
listen, as good as these pitchers are now, said the odds of getting three straight hits, or three or four, the odds of getting three or four straight hits and scoring a couple of runs are not nearly as good as getting a walk of air and having some guy hit one out of the ballpark. So, and he pointed out, I don't know if it's still the same, but it, the number used seemed large, so I didn't, I didn't use it. But since 18, did he say? The team that hits the more home runs in the postseason is 71 and 14 or something. It was like 71 and 11, Pat. 71 and 11. Yeah. 71 and 11. I I didn't want to count up the games, but 71 and 11. I think that was going into like game four of of the Dodgers. This year it's 13 and one. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up yesterday and a couple of the games that like when the Red Sox hit two grand slams, the other team hit two home runs too. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. Is that stat how many ho- runs just, those? Just those home runs. Run? Just home just runs. Just the number of home runs. Yes. I was wondering Not if the it, RB, yeah. I thought it was the number of home runs those home runs produced. But okay, so yeah, I mean it's that's yeah seventy one and eleven and and thirteen and one this year. If you hit more, if you hit two and they hit one, right, you're gonna win eighty percent, eighty five percent of the time. So that's that's why we got Aaron Sabato or whatever the hell his name is, the next right. coming of Sano. Now, here's my concern. Do, do they have the ability to identify the correct talent to do this? Uh, well, they did two years ago, and they didn't this year. So. Yeah. Well, and two years ago, though, they it, the thing about two years ago is, is the last time that we got in that clubhouse, I will say this, they were a good team. But they actually did have chemistry. It actually seemed to be working, and and the team that they put together was it in seventeen? Pat, there there was yeah. a collection. The collection of of Lance Lynn, Lomo. Um, well, that was eighteen, wasn't it? That was the bad. That was that. The bad but year. that but that team had no chemistry. Seven? No, that was eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, that team had no chemistry. Seventeen. They made the wild card game. That's right. And. And then yeah, Paul right. was manager of the year. And then they, so they thought they had a shot. So they dipped out. They signed Lynn and they yeah. signed Morrison. And, and that, did. but that, that place was toxic. That clubhouse was toxic in 18. Well, those two guys spent all their time complaining about their yeah, contracts, they, apparently. Now, they had what, Zach Day? And who, who was the, the really, oh, Reed. And, and, and the, the interesting thing was Larusa saying, uh, Lance Lynn might be the greatest teammate I've ever seen in all my years. Yeah, that's right. Because he's got a contract. Yeah. I mean, that's always true. Everyone's happy when they're getting millions. Randy Moss. Yes. Chili. That Chili, he ran Randy Moss out of here. No, not paying him ran Randy Moss out of here. Yeah, which is a Vikings problem. Find out that he wants the contract before you trade for him so you don't trade for him. Because it was out in public. that was a Spielman special. It was out in public that the Patriots were getting rid of him because he turned into a pouting jackass because they wouldn't give him a new contract. Yeah, Yeah, that's why Belichick got rid of him. Now you're going to bring him in here and think, Oh, okay, kumbaya. He'll right. be happy to be back in Minnesota. But if you're going to run, not if you're not going to pay him. But if you're going to run these experiments as a front office, you have to number one be better at identifying the talent to bring in to run the experiment on mm-hmm. than the next guy. Yep. Maybe the only solution, Chud, is you start the game. 
and you have five pitchers out in the bullpen. That's it. <laughs> well, you're not if wrong you about that. If you get struck by lightning you're and two of them die, the other three going to have to pitch. You got five guys there. Everybody else has to go sit in the clubhouse. You can't come. You can't, you can't even talk to them. Can't use them. Can't use them. Can't talk. There's five pitchers. If you play 17 innings, tough bananas. You know. Last you, night, I think I counted 15 pitchers between the two teams. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's been that's been happening. Eight and yeah. Even the just think how bad it would be. Here's the other thing: the wild card game. You cannot allow them to have 26 player rosters for the wild card game. Because you can have 14 non-starting pitchers right. on. You can have a 13-man bullpen. Right. What they need to do, so, so you, but you're on to the most important thing. Because what baseball needs to do is not take away, not take away the new school, but it's to suppre- it. suppress it a bit. And here's, yes. here's where. Here's where an easy change. Because it's a safety thing. Catchers have to squat. Yeah, you cannot kneel. You cannot kneel. You mm-hmm. cannot get down on a shin guard. And if you can't squat, then you can't play catcher. If a catcher gets hit in the groin with a foul ball, the runner gets a double or something. Yep. Like if that. your catcher cannot continue, he is out of the game, and you can't replace him. You're just going to throw the ball at the umpire. That's right. But I mean, think about it. That that would not be that hard for yes. safety concerns to say catchers must squat. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It didn't seem like the electronic strike zone received as much conversation this year, did it? Is it ran out of steam or what? I don't know. But I am so sick of these guys of catchers jerking the ball around yes. the zone. And then people saying they're um, good at fr- that's not framing. They're relocating the baseball. Yes. If I was an umpire, that's, I would say if I see framing. your glove if move your glove X amount, move. it's a ball. Yes. Yeah, well, they should stop giving them credit for it. I would penalize catchers that move the ball. I will say the other day, Will Smith, I saw that. He yep. managed to yep. He managed to not move the glove, but still move the ball. But that, credit uh, to him. Yeah. But but we have these guys now that take a ball that's low and outside, they catch it, and then they bring it up. Yeah. That's BS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you get that much of a movement. Well, one of the problems is you got umpires built like me. And the old guys can't bend over to get down and yeah. see what's going. On. They they call it from, they call it from the catcher's helmet, not from right. not from seeing what's going on below them. Yep. You know what? I really think not all of them, but the accuracy is probably higher, certainly higher than it was when you didn't have the fox box. Right, and every you catcher know. knows where that box is, and that's where they're yeah. bringing the ball back into. But. Now. The middle of I it. mean, back when the umpires, you know, it was probably a better game when the umpires, when we didn't have the the box and umpire had his own strike zone. Hey, be swinging, boys. I got a plane to catch. <laughs> you know, now yep. you now you do that, you end up getting called to the office. Boy, the Gabe Morales thing died in a hurry, did we? I think, isn't that one where MLB has to issue a statement that we screwed it up? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, that that got about a day of play. Yeah, that's all. That is also indicative of the problem of baseball. Yeah, because that means not enough people cared. Yes, but in, here's the deal: in football. We need we need Mike Pereira, the Mike Pereira of baseball yeah. in the postseason. 
We need the old ump who says, yeah, yeah I don't know what game. But was think thinking. about if a wild card football game ended on the equivalent call of that. Yeah. That would be an ESPN talking point for a week. Yeah, even though Scherzer was going to probably strike him out on the next doesn't matter. Pitch. No, it doesn't. people like to talk about that sort of yeah. thing, but no, and none yeah, of well, people and, care. And it was so egregious that it should be talked about, you know. Yes. Much but to- I, I think I already told you this. Uh, 2015, one of Gabe's first ejections, he was still a part-time umpire. Molly. Yeah, Molly, you should have texted Paul about that one. Molly, Molly, Molly in a in a Sano check swing in a game in the ninth inning in New York, 0-2 count. What, what, I think that, you know what? There's uh, Manfred came out and suggested that the tenth inning thing was going to end. I'm wondering if it can. I mean, I don't like it, but I'm wondering if it can. I think. Can man- you? Can you? You no, know? I, no, I, because right. these twelve inning games. Yes. Rob, you know, back in the day to go five hours, you had to play fourteen or fifty. Yes. If you played twelve. It's going to be five hours. Yes, it will be. Mm-hmm. I am convinced that what Rob said was just glossing over the fact that coming out of the work stoppage, a lot of these rules are going to be still in place. Because, like, Rob's like, well, yeah, he didn't next, say next that. Year. He didn't, no, nope. he said the opposite. No, he did. But what I'm saying is He's he, not he, ignored, he ignored the fact that the work stoppage is going to cause change. Yeah, but... The seven inning doubleheaders are gone. They're but probably the, gone, but I think the tenth. I think the tenth thing's tenth not gone. My it, it might be the twelfth. My theory is it should be the eleventh. It might 12th, be, but it's going to survive one, in some give form. One more, yes, it's going to. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll. I mean, come on, you. We, this is this is a nice nine yeah. inning ball game. Fun, three fifty six. Yep, three fifty six. I, you can watch movies and then come back and. <laughs> Gone with the wind. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just movies. No, I mean, with intermissions. you watch the start of the game. Yeah. And then you watch Gone with the Wind, and then you come back and it's the eighth. Yep. Right? Football games start and end now yes. within the time that a baseball game takes. Although that uh, Green Bay game took three weeks yesterday. God almighty. That I was watching Pit- Pittsburgh and uh, Seattle last Why? night. Why? They both stink. Because <laughs> it's football. They both stink. Because it's football. And I, I don't want to watch, watch 356 of baseball. No, that was, uh, well, well, I will say I watched during the middle of the game, I watched an episode of Baptiste on on uh, Masterpiece Theater. Yep. It took an hour, and I missed like an inning and a half. You missed like three pitches. Yeah, <laughs> I missed like an inning and a half. Came back. And by the way, I got to get a hold of my old uh, my old pal, Dan Cook, who's a, on Chad's crew at CCO. Yeah, but, great uh, guy. Cookie. Great guy. He and I both loved Wallander, the uh, Kenneth Branow, uh Swedish... I think he was Swedish, <laughs> Swedish detective who was, it was the most depressing stuff of all time. And then the last year they gave him Alzheimer's. Oh, just to so, add, add it up. We always said we were, we exchanged. Hey, now he's got Alzheimer's. It's great. It wasn't dark enough. Well, I got to get it. He, he's, he texted me a month ago. So you got any good depressed European detectives? And I forgot to tell him about Baptiste. He's a French, 
I don't know, Swedish or not Swedish, but he's uh, he's either French or Swiss or something. But a very troubled, troubled man. But now we've killed off his daughter. We've we've got him completely insane, and we're coming back from fourteen. We go in between fourteen months earlier in the present day. And uh, it's uh, it's uh, horribly depressing, and I got to get a hold of him and say, if, if you're looking for one, you trying this, one's, times. this one's got great potential to, to basically make you feel bad about life in general, you know. So, anyway. By the way, did, did you see the St. Cloud screw job <laughs> against the Gophers on Saturday? Oh, we hosed them, huh? Uh, the Gophers. Declan, tell Pat what happened. Pat, so it was overtime and... In the St. Cloud game up 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 north, and yes. there's a play at the behind St. Cloud's cage in OT. McLaughlin takes Jackson Prebix of St. Cloud with his stick and even with his hand, drags him and spins him to the ground. Mm-hmm. McLaughlin looks at the referee, basically knowing like I'm I'm about to be called here, right? Like that was pretty obvious. I just dragged him to the ground. Mm-hmm. The referees don't say anything. McLaughlin takes the puck, passes it to a Gopher player. They score an overtime game over. <laughs> oh man! And now, how did uh, Brett Larson take it? Furious. Not well. The okay. Fenton, uh, Josh Fenton, the NCHC commissioner, Pat had to issue a statement mm-hmm. on Sunday saying that should have been a penalty. You know, it's bad if the commissioner has <sighs> to come out and release a press release saying that hey, we missed this call. Who did we have uh, on the whistles? It's not NCHC. like NCHC. We're, oh. we're we're the referee crew. It's not like the old days when the Gophers, there were like four refereeing crews and we knew who all their names were, you know, the same. This was and most, most of the guys yeah. were from South St. Paul. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. this is St. Cloud's conference. Their own officials yes. screwed them against oh. the Big Ten and, team. And I, that, I read something about it uh, just briefly. We didn't cover that game. We covered the Friday game, but apparently St. Cloud's too far to go to cover. That's uh, quite a hype. A beat person can't make it all the way up to St. Cloud. It's, you know, half it takes you an hour, hour. and 15 minutes. Hour, 15, you know? yeah. Yeah, if you don't. And then and yeah. then the Gophers, though, Pat, are saying, well, the St. Cloud player dove. It was embellishment. It was embellishment. Which <laughs> Oh, even Motzko wouldn't be honest? No. Even a loyal St. Cloud guy? Guy was but there you should have called him for years. both. Just call both, both the penalties, send them to the box, mm-hmm. and the game still goes on. In this case, they completely screwed him. Wow. It and Micheletti and oh, Jim Rich apoplectic. and Mark Parrish went Nuts. Okay, really? Apoplectic. They were on the St. Cloud broadcast? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what we got here was the St. Cloud broadcast? Yeah, on uh, Fox 9 Plus, It was on Fox 9 Plus. The the TV-run station up there, Pat, the student station, UTVS, does the games for them, so they they produce it, but they have talent like Jim Rich and Pat Micheletti and Parrish. Okay, because we didn't call the games. BSN had other duties. BSN had had the uh, Wild. They had the Wild, and... um, How about... uh, I think we've talked about this, but how about our wild, yep. our wild with huge expectations? Yep. Right, biggest expectations we've had since when? Oh, since since they signed Parisian yeah, Suter, like two thousand fifteen or something. After yeah. last year's very promising year, and you got your first superstar ever. Mm-hmm. Nobody could. I had to call in a text Judd and say, "What the hell's going on?" I've tried BSN and I've tried oh, yeah. NHL Network and I've tried ES. At least you found it. I've tried I ESPN. Get it. I said, "Where the hell is the game?" He said ESPN Plus. I said I'm not buying ESPN Plus you for one it. game, but it was on Hulu. Yeah, but you know what? 
Hulu Live, which I found out of all the crap Dawn gets, she doesn't get that one. Okay, Hulu's like the third. We got Netflix. Prime. Prime, and then Katie's found some show on Hulu she likes, so I don't know what it even cost me a month, but we got we got Hulu. Hulu Live. We got Hulu as an app. Now, Hulu as an app is as dishonest as Amazon is as an app, because two-thirds of the stuff on Amazon now yeah. wants you, get, you, want you to buy it, right? I don't know. They sure. want you yeah, to buy I it. I know what you mean. They want yep. you to buy stuff. Yep. Uh, Netflix, at least, is uh, anything you find on Netflix, you get for free. free. But you, but you don't get sports events. But when I turned on Hulu, there it was: St. Cloud, Minnesota hockey game. Mm-hmm. So, Pat, are, are you in on uh, Succession on HBO? No, but my wife is oh, dedicated. Great. I love it. I'm. So she loves it, back. but I. It's the same thing. Every I've watched a couple of them. They're all fighting to get dad's money. It's uh, I don't know. I, I love Brian Brian Cox in this well, show. Brian is, is Cox phenomenal. is, I mean, is he's one wonderful. Of the best. Brian yes. Cox was Brian Cox made the Bourne movies when he was in it. You know the one Bourne movie when he was in now, it. Now now Declan did say that that the ESPN Plus telecast on Friday was absolutely fine. Oh God, she was great. I heard a lot of uh, I saw lots of disparaging comments on Twitter. I so. didn't think she it was bad. She needed a greenie. She needed like a 1975 shortstop. She would would raise her voice when something happened, but the rest of the game, it was like uh, I I thought I was listening to uh, the uh, I was the uh, classical music station at uh, low key. Yeah, very low key, very low key. She's a she's a hextall, huh? Yeah, she's Uh, cousins. Which just a cousin with Ron? Yeah, yeah. Ron. Ron He was on the call for that. Uh, Yeah. Four overtime game with Duluth and yeah. and was it UND this this spring in the mm-hmm. regional championship games? Mm-hmm. I want my Lapanta and my Ugh. oh you want and the, my Carter. You want the rant? So it would have been interesting to see who does uh, Gopher TV now. Frank and uh, no, no Ben Clymer and Gorg, Gorg does some analysis. Ben Clymer does Gorg? a bunch. What do you mean? Didn't see him in any baseball this year. He doesn't do that now. He he does he does wild sideline stuff. He does mm-hmm. gopher hockey analysis occasionally. He's off baseball because I, I think th- they've got enough people to do baseball now. Uh, but who's the play by play guy on Ballard? Uh, it's I, a young guy. I, I don't know, know who he is. Charlie. Charlie. Um, so Frank and Wally do radio though, right? They yes. do radio. Yes. Okay. All right. I wonder if I wonder how the Gophers would have framed that uh, call, that controversy. My call. guess is Frank. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Frank's pretty, you know, Frank's oh, Frank's upfront about things. Oh, Frank I've and been Wally are a good. bad call. Frank and Wally are good. Oh, they're the best. Uh, Albie would have. Albie would have gone. Yeah, <laughs> even if it was against. Oh yeah, yeah. Albie would have. Yes, he believed. He didn't. The, care. He believed he was in the in the fairness of hockey. Yes, he did. I always remember Wally, Ali, Albie sitting in the press box <laughs> though, and he had a little sign above him. Give the score because <laughs> he never. <laughs> they, yeah. Everybody thought he was the greatest announcer ever, but wow, Al, what's the score? Good for Al. But, score now, time. but now I think it's a strategy on radio not to give the score for the guys that, like me, who turn it on just to see what the score is <laughs> and then are going to go do something else. But if I, if you don't give me the score, I got to listen to five Withholding minutes. it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, withholding Egg it on timer. purpose. I don't, timer's the key. Wally, I don't think. Red I mean, Barbara. Al didn't uh, do that. Al's still with us. I got to call him up one of these days. Yeah, he's 90 something now. Yeah. And I yeah. think he's still, because 
Shirley passed away, I think, but I think he's still yeah, his, not his mistaken. Mom didn't die. He's Vancouver living Island. in a, yeah, he's on Vancouver Island. He's living in a, uh, I, I talked to Wally a couple of times. He's living in a, I think a senior complex, but not assisted living. What a smart a, man. Oh God. North yeah. stars moved. He, he did gophers for what? Two or three years. Yeah. And then they moved yeah. and he just retired and started mm-hmm. to do like community theater. And he's like, I'm done. Yeah. Oh God. He was didn't great. try and stick around. And he was smart enough to quit baseball too. They, they brought him in to do baseball. Remember that year? And it lasted. No, it's before my time, but, but that, it was they him. lasted him lasted for about a month. And he said, I'm not good at this. I'm not going to do it. He did do, I think he did the kicks on KSTP yeah, back well, in the day, yeah, I mean, but yeah, he did baseball. And they had, they had Frank beauty doing the kicks too. And Frank knew as much about soccer as me. <laughs> so who, oh! did, so who Just, did the twins? Ray Christensen for a while, right? Oh, yeah. Ray was not a good baseball announcer. Al? Al. Because Al was well, popular. People loved Al, so they stuck him on Twitter. Yeah, games. but it didn't last long. No. And he didn't. No, because he's smart. Didn't, didn't last He was probably long. bored back then, and the games were done in 231. Yeah, right. Imagine Al now as a four-hour, 30-minute snoozer. Yeah, I, I think it was just Al saying, eh, I'm not good at this. You know. Well, plus, you're, it, he traveled for... Mm-hmm. The North Stars. Who were Herbie's partners? So Ray Scott left, and then... Merle Harmon. Merle Harmon, who was good, great. They're very good. And then Merle Harmon left for, like, the Brewers, I think. Yeah. And some yeah, national became stuff. The, he became the main Brewers announcer. Yeah. And then... And then I thought they brought the Ray. great Larry Kelton for one year, right? Larry Kelton. Yeah, what, what was Larry Kelton's promise to Calvin? He had to draw a million people or something Which they like didn't that. come close to, right? No, no, but... Danny Walton damn near killed him in a bus one day. I remember that. Danny. Uh, what, is, what did Larry do? Larry made some smart aleck uh, remark that uh, involved marital Oh, a touchy situation. subject. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Danny just was going to kill him. That's not good. But, uh, you know. That's the 70s, but it's not good. No, we used to get on the buses, but if we wanted to, but we, you, you were smart enough to. Keep your mouth shut. Stay up in front and whisper to the manager, you know. Yeah. But uh, generally speaking, but Larry wasn't. Larry'd go back and mingle. So it was, yeah. It so it was Merle Harmon, Al for a brief period, Ray Christensen. Um, when did Quillacy come along? Oh, you know, no, 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 no. Joe, Joe McConnell did some. Joe McConnell. Joe McConnell right. did some twins, and then I think it was Quillacy. Yes, Joe McConnell uh, did did, and then Frank after he got fired the next year, right, seventy five. Yeah. That was your famous line to Frank and Seattle. Frank first, yeah. Rick Honeycutt Honey was like, pitching. Don't get a raw. <laughs> don't, Frank, God, it would be embarrassing if you come right out. And the first thing you say is not Rick Honeycutt. <laughs> and he said, yo. Which is the greatest because I don't think Quillacy swore that much. No, no. So to get him ticked off is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, he was a wonderful oh. guy. And he was basically the main reason that... Uh, Monday Night Sports Talk became a big success when uh, when the Q Man used to call in when oh, God, uh, Harry, that was, when uh, God, that was funny when uh, that's right when Greg Harrington's uh, Q Man used to call in and talk about machismo. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it was. I think Neil was his first. I think Neil might have been his first, or Louis, Louis or Neil. Where his first impression is Neil. Guys, he had the Neil wine, but his Frank was his Frank created an, the imaginary brother Bill, Bill's Bill Quillacy's Frank's imaginary brother who got it. You've heard it. He got in with Larry King one night. 
call Larry King. I think, yeah. He he got it. This is Bill Quillacy, Frank's imaginary brother. Larry and he's going to say, all right, Larry. He said, no, no, Larry says, come on, we, we got to talk about this. If you're imaginary, how can you be, you know, and Frank, Larry used to having wackos at that time. Of yes. Night, uh, engaged him in conversation. Oh, did he really? Okay. Yeah. And he, he kind of threw Bill off his game because Bill. That was a great was, show. <laughs> yeah, it was about. San Antonio, that. Texas. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Larry. Well, yeah, we had, that was our, what well, was midnight show, right? Yeah. That was our midnight show. It was great. Yep. And then Art, the guy who preceded Art Bell, there was Art Bell. And then somebody before Art was like, there's aliens out there and look out for them. Art was great, too. Art was, yeah. West of the Mississippi. All right, Art. I think what ended Art was when the world continued after after, uh, the end of the millennium, right? Y2K? I think he was a. I think he was a. He was very disappointed. He was very disappointed. Planes were going to we blow I think, up. I think planes were going to fall. Computers were going to crash. Uh, planes were going to be flying and go. Yep. So that was one of the damnedest things yeah. to come. Cons- well, theories to come up. Yeah. Bob, Bob Davis, you know, did the ran the board for art, and Bob it like screwed up his brain, and before Y two K. You know, he's great. I was on the air with him calling in for a couple of years, morning guy, just a goofy right winger, but out from another planet. And, but he, he's just like got in his car and drove around the country for six months before Y2K because he wanted to see it before the world ended. He was a big, he was a big boy. I remember one thing I remember about him is, he went to one NBA game. Well, one time he's, I'm talking to him about the Ryder Cup for about eight minutes, and he said, is that basketball, <laughs> you know, or something like that, you know, but anyway. But he he went to, some gal took him to one basketball game, and it was the night the uh, Timberwolves gave up 140 to Phoenix right before Flip got fired. Mm-hmm. Remember that they just had a layup drill? And one, that's when 140 was, meant something. And he said, I couldn't believe it. I thought the scoreboard was broke. Every time I looked up there, it was like one team had 110 and the other had 56. Or I, I, I kept saying, is that thing broke up there? He didn't know what he was watching. So, yeah, uh, he was a beauty. All right. Hey, wait. Happy uh, birthday. Oh, thank you. 76? Thank you. 76. 76 trombones. And and, uh, what was your remark on Twitter? Your 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 one goal is 77? Yeah, my goal for next year, 77. <laughs> 77 is my one goal for next year. Uh, and uh, by the way, there's supposed to be, and this will thrill gopher holers and others out there, there's supposed to be a new two-year contract in the mail starting uh, January one. Well, congratulations! So, yeah, so I'm all, although Suhan beat you to the flat punch this time, oh. so he's he's got the scrutiny now. Yeah, okay. His fleck, his fleck up piece in Monday's paper did not shockingly go over well with the Gopher Holes. Okay, well, I know you'd be surprised. Well. He was, what was that? He was, he was, you know what? I, I guess thought, it's Scott Frost. He's still ticked off yeah, the Frost. I thought Jerry Kill was the, I like Kill. I get along yeah, with him. I can call Kill, but just incredibly thin skinned. Yeah. And this guy might be worse. No, he is worse. This guy might he be is worse. He's equally, if not worse. 
Now, apparently, he gave Justin Card guard some really weird post game interview where he like jumped him or not. I mean, like, really, very feisty. Or well, he was defiant. mad about the Scott Frost thing from Big Ten Media yeah, Day, but Big what's Ten weird Media. about it is it sort of came out like he was mad at everybody, and you're not mad at you know. Yeah. Well, then he talked about his wife, right? Did mention oh, his, I didn't see that part. Of it. His, I saw one clip. Mentioned his wife or something. But oh, I don't know. See, they they were mad when her Instagram oh, post I heard about this. ripping her Instagram post ripping select Gopher fans yep. after the Bowling Green game. Yes, which they put on Gopher Hole initially, and she got killed. Yep, and then Gopher Hole, being the wimps that they are, somebody from the U called them. Because she removed it from her Instagram yep. and talked talked them into taking it off. Yep. You know, even though it was a big talk. And then she claimed them. it was copied verbatim from another coach's wife's Instagram post. And yeah, it's a no, weird story. It wasn't. It was specific yeah. to stuff. I mean, I and I think it also ripped one coach. Really? I think she also say she she didn't name the person, but I think she also ripped one coach. Uh, but yeah, he is for a Division One football coach. Who boy. Mm. Yeah, maybe he should stay right here That's, yeah. instead of going to Southern Cal or someplace. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. All righty. Let's uh, – and I, anyway, the grand old game, just, you know, that's what you do. You watch a couple innings, watch a movie, <laughs> go back, eighth inning, then you won't complain about how long it is, right? Exactly right. Just look on ESPN or someplace for the box score. tells you what you missed. What I did yesterday. Play-by-play. Play, you know, it's a, every time you see a score change, you can just go and see how the run was scored. It's great. <laughs> It's kind of like my theory of watching hockey. You know, uh, watch the power plays, and if you miss a goal, eh, that's okay. Look it up and see who scored it. All right. <laughs> Next week, if you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down in the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark the highest-rated dog DNA test, unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.